Hi there, it's your girl Brittany, and you are listening to Finding Love in Purpose podcast, better known as Flip. In this podcast, ladies, we are changing anthems and embracing this new freedom that there's always a better side to life. You just have to flip it. Flip it. Flip it. Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Brooks, and you can call me Britt. Y'all know how we do here. But we're kicking off the month of love with this topic. So why are you still single? And I'm not doing this episode alone, y'all. We have a special guest with us, and joining us on today's episode is a great friend of mine, my big sister, the one and the only, the Shavonda Dixon. Let's give it up for her. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hey girl, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to have you on the show. And let me just brag for a minute, y'all. I want to brag on my sis. You know Uh-oh. how we do when, when we're little sis, we want to brag on the big sis. So let me just brag on her real quick. So Shavonda is a motivational speaker. She's an entrepreneur, mentor, a psalmist. When I say psalmist, she will take you to the throne, y'all, all all right? Uh, She's also a preacher. Uh, She's the president and CEO of Jesus Groupie Clothing, an elder at United Nations Church International, which is in Richmond, Virginia, under the leadership of Bishop Oren K. Pullings and Dr. Medina Pullings. Shout out to them. She's a mama too, creator of SOAR, which stands for Singles on a Rise. Y'all can't see it, but I'm rocking my singles shirt right now, my SOAR shirt right now. And so, but more than anything, anything else, Shavonda says that she is simply a sinner saved by grace that uses her platform to share her gratitude and love for Jesus Christ. So family, let's again, let's welcome Miss Shavonda Dixon. Let's give it up for her, y'all. Yay! Wow, thank you so much for having me, Britt. You know, we go back like old school. I'm so excited to be a part of uh, what you have going on in your podcast. I'm super excited to be here and um Ooh, child, let's get ready for an interesting hour. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to waste no time. Y'all know how we do yes. a girl talk. We want to go right into it. So, family, let's get into it. Um, as I was reading your bio, Shavonda, um, one thing that stood out to me the most was your statement about being a sinner saved by grace. Um, could you tell us more about your story? Uh, so that is a very, very loaded question. (laughs) Um, You know, I think that is important that we realize that everything great about us comes from God. I come from very humble beginnings. I had a mom who uh, worked hard with two uh, small children and she did her absolute best to provide for us. And in my journey, in my love journey, I didn't realize early on that the absence of my father would have such an impact. Back then, it felt normal. But I realized growing up, um, looking back at some of the decisions I made, particularly in relationships, it was a longing for love. And it caused me to really look for love in all the wrong places. Uh, I got pregnant when I was 16. 
had my daughter when I was 17 and I had to grow up very quickly mm-hmm. <laughs> in a world that's not very forgiving. And mm-hmm. so it taught me um, the ropes and just how to just live life. And for a while, I was just very uh, in a dark place. I remember at seven years old, uh, I had my first thoughts about wanting to commit suicide. And I didn't understand where that was coming from. I didn't really, you know, we come from a culture where therapy was not necessarily Mm -hmm. the end thing to do. And so you say you feel sad, then the response is, well, get over it. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, having to process things that the emptiness that I was feeling, it really, um, it just caused me to act out in ways that it perhaps if I had somewhere to really go to, I would have made different decisions. Um, but I regret nothing. And so from then it came from going from, you know, being seven having depressed moments in my life, not understanding what that meant, not even knowing how to process it to wanting love. Here I am. I was 14 years old and I look like I could be 25. I have pictures of me like in bikinis back then. And I look like a grown woman, but I was still a child. And, um, the men in my life took advantage of that immaturity. Mm. And I, then became the strong, you know, nobody's going to hurt me. I'm smarter than you mentality. And I'm going to get them before they get me. But I was still feeling empty. And so I was, I became um, very promiscuous. I would, would just sleep with people (laughs) or just random. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, I like you, you like me, let's sleep together. That was my answer for everything. And, um, I was unfulfilled. I was Mm. unfulfilled. But there was always a voice in my head that said to me, Shivani, you're destined for greatness. Wow. And I did not get it at the time, but ever so often while I was in the midst of, and there's so many stories that I could tell, um, drug use, drug abuse, uh, different things like that, that, you know, I realized looking back, God had his hand on my life the entire time. But when I found Christ, and when I realized his love for me, it, it was a game changer um, because I thought for so many years because of the decisions that I made, it disqualified me from even being chosen by God. Ooh, can and you God just stay revealed there? to me yes. that that's why he chose me mm. and that he would allow my platform to be used and my testimony to be used to help broken men and women. And that was such an honor, I felt like. And so that's why I say I'm just simply a sinner that is saved by grace. I don't deserve a platform. I don't deserve to be in front of a microphone. Mm -hmm. But yet, God's to God be the glory. That's that's amazing. I I love what stood out to me the most. You said a lot of things. So I'm trying to sit still in my chair. But... (laughs) But how we disqualify ourselves because mm-hmm. of what has happened in our past, the mistakes that we've made. Mm-hmm. I can very well name a whole bunch of times where mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified to even mm-hmm. even step into a church, yet alone try to, let you know, alone. <laughs> yet yes. alone try to uh, 
a minister and different things like that. And, and I'm, I'm just grateful for your transparency. And that's why when I was like asking God about this series, who could I bring on? And he was like, get her. Because oh, she's going to be, she's going to keep it hot. She's going to keep it honest. She's going to keep it open. And she's going to be transparent. And but that's what we what, need. Brittany, I, it's, it's ironic how God uses the thing, our contradiction. You know, mm-hmm. I literally was the church, the club hopper. Mm-hmm. I would, I would find the speaker to stand on with my mini skirt on, dropping it like it was hot. And then God called me to be over the dance ministry. Like, who what? does that? God, and he has a sense of humor, too. He just... <laughs> who does? I'm like, Him. for you. You don't know where I've been. Like, mm-hmm. And he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm very intentional about who I choose. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> There, there's intentionality behind that with everything. So this is a good segue about how I wanted to talk about how God kind of turns your pain into purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe you can touch on this. I, I heard you touch on it just a little bit, but what was some of the things that you lost, but now that you're found? Like, what are the things that, that you lost in certain seasons um, that you thought that you would never get back mm-hmm. again? <laughs> and then God turned that thing around. Ooh, he flipped it. it was like, shy. okay. <laughs> um, I think one of the most interesting seasons of my life, I, I remember I was, um, when I got saved, like I was for real. Like I was not, you know, I didn't believe in being a hypocrite. You know how people say, I'm not going to do it if I'm not ready. I wasn't ready, but God kind of catapulted me into a place where I didn't have a choice but to say yes. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten out of a broken relationship. It was, um, I've told this story several times, but long story short, I found the love of my life only to learn that he was engaged to be married to someone else. And I found that out in the most interesting of fashions. Wow. We were had a night together, we woke up together, and um, this lady bangs on the door, breaks it down, and is like, who are you? And I'm like, who are you? And she's like, I'm his fiance. And I'm like, checkmate, you wow. win. <laughs> wow. And it broke me in a place um, where I never, ever thought that I would allow myself to be broken. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I became saved and... I really wanted to do, I just, I was so, you know, I had dealt s- s- with so many years of being depressed. I still had that issue coming into the body of Christ. It didn't just go away, you know, and it took some time before God truly healed me and delivered me from depression, from addiction, from suicidal thoughts. I mean, it was just, it was a breath of fresh air to me. And so I was so zealous for God. I did not want to let him down. And so I really took my walk with Christ seriously. And there was a time where things had transitioned. I wasn't even thinking about dating or being married. Um, And interestingly enough, um, it was right after God revealed to me that it was his intentions for me to become married. And so I was like, I won't even thinking about that. I'm kind of like, I, I, I know why he said it to me, yep. but sometimes I'm like, I wish you never would have told me that because now the only thing I was thinking about was, is it him? Yeah, is yes, it him? Yes, is it yes, him? yes. And I remember the very first person that um, pursued me after that revelation, I got into a relationship with them. Long story short, 
I ended up falling with this particular gentleman. I got pregnant and with my second child and it was just, I felt like I had let down, let down God in a way that would never, I would never recover. Mm. I felt like I had failed God and I, I was ashamed. I was disappointed in myself. I had beat myself up and thank God for great leadership because, you know, they were really an intricate part of me just really building myself back up and allowing God to restore the things that I had. I felt like I forfeited and I disqualified myself Mm. from, and it was a process. I mean, I remember I was a, I was a praise and worship leader. I was I taught the children uh, at at the church. I I was uh, I danced, and so I had to put all of that aside and step down because now <laughs> the cat is out the bag, honey. I'm 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 pregnant. Yeah, you know the relationship didn't work out, so then I felt like a fool because. God told me he won't the one and I was forcing myself to do it anyway. Then at a point I was trying to save face because it was too late and I was pregnant. I didn't want to be a single parent again. It was just so much. Yeah. And um that's when I realized God in a way I had never really needed him before. Because I never really had experienced anything where I disappointed God in a way that I felt like I just would never recover. His love was so overwhelming in that moment. It was truly relentless. And I would remember him saying things to me like, I still called you to the nations. You're still going to be used. I haven't forgotten about you. I've forgiven you. You have to forgive yourself. And he would just continue to pour into me through scripture, through wow. worship, through through songs that I hadn't even, I felt so disconnected from. Mm. And I stand here today fully restored, fully, fully healed back in ministry. You know, my, there's so many stories that I could, could tell, but his love for me was so overwhelming that I could no longer stay in a place of discontentment. I could no longer stay in a place of just embarrassment and shame because he outloved all of that. And it was, it's one of the places in my life that I will never forget. And it's a place that no one can take from me. Mm. And so it doesn't matter who goes or who comes. I understand that me and God is forever. It's never going to be a moment where I won't have or acknowledge him in my life because in my darkest place, he was there for me when so many other people turned their back on me. Yes. So many other people judged me. He was there every step of the way. He didn't care about what the mistake that I made. He just cared about me understanding that there was still purpose for me and that he still loved me. Yep. That's good. I'm just <laughs> I'm just as you're talking, I'm thinking of even the times where in my life too where God had to, you know, when you have a call on your life and and you're his daughter, Ooh-wee. it's something about being a daughter. And 
when you're his daughter and it's just like, I just can't let her just go down that road. I got so much purpose. I got so many plans and promises. And sometimes he'll break our hearts. Like I said, to save our hearts. And at the time when he does it, we don't understand it. We're thinking, oh, this is punishment or, you know, God is being too hard. But no, it's, it's like this, like he cannot allow anything to frustrate um, to detour the plan yes. that he has on your life. And so just listening to your story, listening what he's done and, and the love, you know, we're talking about this is the month of love. I know the topic is why are you still single? But I hope you're kind of tapping in y'all because mm-hmm. this is why he does things intentional. Mm-hmm. He can't let you just be with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to let you be with someone that's suitable um, suitable for a purpose, for his plan, um, yes. and not just someone that is, okay, that will compliment or someone yeah. that will allow you to compromise. And so, yeah, his love is like, whoo. It's relentless. It's, it, it, is. it really is. And it's like, I look back now at so many different moments, defining moments in my life. And, you know, we have, sometimes we'll have a girlfriend It's like, you keep going back to that relationship. And after a while, you like, Ain't nothing else I can say. You're going to do what you're going to do anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just here to help you pick up the pieces when you realize that this dude is a jerk. God is not like that. You know, God mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to tell you again. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> he's not the one for you. Here's what I have for you. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and then he's like, I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be, gen- he's a gentleman. I, right. He is. Yes. He is. Um, but I just love him for, even in those moments, because he sees so far above and far past where we see. And so in those moments, those those moments where we're like, but I don't see it. He seems like such a, guy, a good guy. Like, I don't see anything wrong with almost mm-hmm. like you want to prove God wrong, but yeah. not really. But just like, I'm gonna go see I don't for myself. see what you see. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he's just like, no, you just got to trust, trust me on this one. Mm-hmm. He's not it. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's yes. not it. Yeah. He, he's amazing. Um, and I'm just thinking um, even about how uh, the opportunity that you had not too long ago, just fresh out the gate in December, y'all, she launched uh, her seminar, Soar, Singles on the Rise. Yes. And that was when I say that night. Oh, child, that was a night full of gems. Uh, We had transparency. We just had real, authentic conversation about just being single, especially in this season, during the pandemic, might I add. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) But yeah, during this time. And so we laughed. Um, Some of us even cried during this um, this time. But could you talk more about SOAR? Um, And the reason why I want you to talk more about it is because those that are listening, I know they're like, okay, God, I want to soar into what you've called me to do. And even soar in, in this single, in, in the single season, as I'm waiting, like, how do you do that? So can you talk about soar? How was it birthed? What's the purpose behind the name, you know, the acronym and, you know, where do you see God taking this vision to? So, um, soar was something that the Lord shared with me about two or three years ago believe it or not. Um, I was in prayer and he just kind of said the word and kept moving. So this is what God does to us sometimes. Okay. So he's just like, Shivani, it's time to soar. 
I'm like, okay, soar like the wings of an eagle. Got it. <laughs> I was in prayer again. And um, a couple months later, he said, soar. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> and he's like, singles on a rise. And I'm like, okay. Now, mind you, I have had a singles platform now. I, I don't, it's not that I don't believe in the word ministry, but I just kind of like, don't use that word for me. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've been empowering singles now, I think since about 2013. And it came from a breakup that I had from somebody told me I wasn't supposed, God told me I was supposed to be with anyway. And um, I was devastated again. Mm. And I, I sat at the edge of my bed and I said, I, I knew I had to make a decision. Either I'm going to be bitter, I'm going to get better. Okay, well, how do I get better? Because I don't want to be bitter. I don't like how that feels. And it's like, use your story. This is the Lord. Use your story to help others so that they will never have to experience what you've gone through. And I said, okay. So that's how my empowering singles kind of was birthed. Mm-hmm. And so I have been doing live chats for since 2000, I want to say 13. And we just kind of talk about transparency. I talk about different things um, when it comes to singleness. I talk about some of my testimonies, some things my girlfriends have shared. I have people hop on, which we got to get you on very soon. Um, and just different stuff about being single because there was not really anything out there to really talk about. I mean, it was stuff for singles, but it was you know, it, it wasn't not, real. It, right. <laughs> it was sugar coated. Let's just right. Not the real deal. Yes. Deal. And I'm like, like my first um talk was if you're single and you're a Christian and you're having sex, did you use birth control? Like people don't talk about it, but mm-hmm. let's use wisdom. I don't want to have no more kids out of wedlock. So in the process of God helping me through that that stage in my life where I know I am purpose for him and I'm not supposed to have kids out of wedlock. Let's still use wisdom. If you're going to mess up, don't, don't go all the way in and have a kid by this dude too. Like, let's just strap it up. (laughs) That type of thing. Mm. But anyway, so I would have conversations like that. So it took, it spread like wildfire, have people that watch all across the world and, so when he says singles on a rise in my prayer class, I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of like, okay. Okay, God. So then he came back again and he said, no, I want you to do um, an empowerment session, singles on a rise, because I am so over single people always focusing on wanting to be married they've completely forgot about the purpose and the call that I've placed on their lives and their singleness. And they're so busy trying to get married that they're forgetting their own purpose. And so that's when I said, okay, God, I get it. And um, it's Mm -hmm. just so, so needed. And it's like, all right, when are you going to stop? Not just those, you know, marriage is honorable, right? Marriage is an honorable thing. But so is being single, yes. living your life unto the Lord, um, how you're going to please him, how you're going to satisfy the will and the call that's over his life um, on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> My children, sorry. <laughs> uh, and so 
this is real life for me, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> and it's my oldest. Like, I told you I was going to be on a podcast. So anyway, and so he began to share with me the need for a place for singles to be empowered to just dream again. Mm. Not for the marriage, not for the wedding, but for the purpose and the call that God has placed on their lives and to be mm. intentional about that now. And so when I tell people when we come together, it's not about getting a hookup. I mean, now, if you find your husband at the event, then listen, <laughs> go ahead and invite him to the wedding. But that's not really what it's about. Yeah. It really is about single soaring and living their best lives now. So that's, that's good. That's where we are. I'm glad. Um you know, because growing up in our time, like, it was all about get married, get married, you know, but don't mm-hmm. talk about wholeness, you know. <sighs> That's another yes. topic. But just, you know, and so you find these relationship or marriages where they get married and they're not whole, you know, mentally, emotionally, things are coming Financially. up. Financially. Uh, can we stay there? Um <laughs> it's true it's true let me tell you something i had a a guy um he said to me he inboxed me um friend of mine he said i want to be married and i said okay do you have good credit Mm. crickets (laughs) right like okay let's be intentional about what this really means Mm -hmm. to becoming one that means that there's parts of you in him that have to merge together yes to become one that is a task within itself mm-hmm. i mean being in a study group and i don't know if you know if you've um ever had to be with uh do a project for yep. college and you yes. have so many different people with so many different mm-hmm. opinions and so many different things that they have to come together to create one masterpiece mm-hmm. you know and if you are able in your own skin and confident in who you are as a person, it can really deter you from becoming all of who God calls you to be because you'll be so focused and wanting to please everyone else and please your mate that you don't, you know, our responsibility is our purpose and our call for our lives. Period. Mm -hmm. No No one knows what God said to us but us. And if we put that down to just please someone or to have the image of marriage marriage or to just get married to have sex because some people do that too yeah they you do. know you lose sight of of the full will mm-hmm. and the purpose and the plan and the call that god has you know for you so wholeness is a must it's a must in and preparation not just, and not no i don't think anybody wakes up whole you know yeah. i don't think anybody just walks out the bed today and says, yeah, I get it all together. I know what I'm going to be in life. I know we all have, we're on a journey Mm -hmm. and God wants us to rely on him. So we don't have all the answers for everything, but if we uh, act like we do and we don't, and, or we trust the wrong people with what God has placed inside of us, it could be very detrimental to where God has called us to be. That is good. I was, I read something today um, and it said, waiting is winning. And I was like, hold on now. (laughs) Waiting waiting is winning. And sometimes we feel like because we're not, you know, we're in this waiting season that we're not winning. 
that we're not winning in God and that, you know, we're not going to. And I'm just like, if we could just get out that mindset, like we are, we are actually, if you really wait and you're waiting actively, because there's a difference between just sitting, difference. That, sitting down and not doing anything, but actually waiting actively. And when you wait actively, that means that you're, you're walking in your purpose. You're doing what God has called you to do. You actually gave an exchange to God, like, Hey God, I know that you've given me these desires of marriage, but Hey, let's exchange. I'll give this to you. And I'll take your purpose. I'll take your will. And so when you do that, you're actually winning. And God's like, man, my daughter, you know, we got some guys that listen on here too. My son, you know, they're doing what they are called to do. Okay. I'm going I'm to wrap this gift up real now nice. She's now, now she's ready. Now she's ready. Yeah, exactly. Think about Ruth. Think about Come what on. Ruth was doing. And her she purpose. She didn't go there to get a husband. Come on. <laughs> yes. She went there because she knew it was purpose for her to follow. Exactly. And so she, you know, it says very clearly he happened upon yes. a place where she was working, minding her own business. Yes. Doing, working, doing what she was called and purposed to do. The, the, the conviction that she had to serve mm-hmm. and so it's so important yes that we just I love how you made that analogy I'm gonna give you this guy mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna work on the revelation yes that you've given given to me and most times that's truly when it happens is when we least expect it when we're not thinking about it because we're so engrossed and uh, ingrained into doing God's will for our lives that mm-hmm. we don't really you know, sometimes you don't take the time to almost look up and see because here so, this person yes. is standing right there. I'm gonna be like, I don't know how I'm gonna be, but I'm like, where you come from? <laughs> I'm busy. Right. <laughs> I'm busy right now. But right. that's just how God does when you least expect it. Um, and when you're working, you know, for Him and His kingdom, it's just like, okay, I'm gonna take care. Of, I'm gonna take care of my yeah. child. I got something. And not only that, Brittany, but we have to trust that he's going to see about us. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes the weariness and waiting mm. holds us back. Wow. You know, sometimes, I just feel led to just say this, some of us just think that God has forgotten about us. Oof. God could never, never forget about the thing he created. Come on. <laughs> he can't. Mm-mm. It's impossible for him to, to to forget about what you want and what you desire. And we just have to be okay, like you said, to win while we wait, mm-hmm. to have it go back to school, you know, get the degree, start the business, yes. um, invest, Work build your, your credit, <laughs> build your credit. Yes. And not and don't do it for the husband or the future wife exactly do it for you that's about wholeness though because if you do it for you if you do it for you when you when god connects you with that person you're not doing it because you want something out of it or it's it's not it the motivation is different yes and so yeah that's good like i'm i'm excited so much like to the point where i'm like who i don't even know this is gonna be an hour <laughs> This is good. I got you as long as you need me, sis. We can do a part two. Hey, we need to. We need to. We need to. Are you an author, a blogger, or someone who has turned your pain into purpose and desire to share your story on the Finding Love and Purpose podcast? Well, I love your faith. 
do me a favor and head over to brittanymbrooks.com, click on podcast in the menu bar, complete the form, and be sure to tell me about yourself and how God flipped the script in your life. I would love to have you on the podcast show, and I'm sure your inspiring story will heal and transform many lives. So speaking of that, since you've kind of like tapped into some of my next points, um, we want to know, we're just going to get straight into it. Like, okay. why why is Shavonda still single? I know you kind of tapped into it a little bit. She gave y'all like a little plug or two, but why are you still single? Is it by choice? I mean, to say, is it intentional or is it by chance? It just so happened randomly and you're single. So share with us why you're still single. Okay, so... Um... Honestly, I'm just, you know, I'm just chilling. You know, I just, I, I desire marriage. I believe that one day I will be married. Um, I know that is something that God promised me, and his word is very true. Mm-hmm. His word doesn't come back, boy. I mean, if he said it, it's going to happen. I think that for me now, I am just really focused on the purpose and the call that God has over my life. And the person who comes into my life, has to understand that I I have an individual call and purpose on my life. Um, And so in the past, I've always felt like when it was time to be in a relationship that I had to compromise something um, in serving God. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not willing to do that. Uh, I've done that, been there, and it's just not, it has not brought any value to me mm-hmm. to put down the assignment that God has for me for just for a person who is not um, ready to move forward with marriage. I'm not going to waste my time. And so I have this saying, and I say it all the time I'm single until I'm married. So, which means even if I, a guy courts me, if he's interested in me, all of that's fine. But I'm not taking myself off the market for a man that's not willing to put a ring on my finger. Period. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> did um did did y'all hear what she just said? <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing it. And I and I make that very clear. You know, I've I had a guy that I was dating and um he said, What are you doing? Today? I said, I'm going to a singles conference. He said, But you're not single. I said, Yes, I am. He said, but we're dating. I said, yeah, we're dating, but we're not married. And until I'm married, I'm single. And so I'm not, I I did that for years where, you know, we get into these um, platonic relationships and we're exclusive and we date. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work out two years later, three years later. I'm like, I don't waste my time. Such Bobo was interested in me. I didn't give him the time of day. Um, Don Don was interested in me and I could have been no I will not take myself off the market so if you really serious about um you know me being someone that you're interested in and that you don't want me to see other people then put a ring on it but until then I'm single until I'm married period now if y'all could just see her face She just she looking to the side and just saying, period. Yeah, y'all gonna take 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 what I said. Um, but everyone does have a, a different perspective. I, I feel like, you know, yeah. when you've been through a lot of things in your life, you you know what you want. 
and what you need. Mm-hmm. You know um, who's going to bring that to the table. You can see it a mile away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and the thing is, I think right now, I think there's something that we do share in common. Is like we just don't have time to waste. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. wasted so many times, you know, with people, with different folks. Um, and just to piggyback of what you said, it's just like, I, for, for me, I felt like it was intentional. Like this is, you know, the season I'm in is because God intentionally did it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he removed, he had to break up the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't through my own words, but he had to cut that thing off yeah. and had them harden their heart and say, you know what? It's not you, Britt. It's just so much. It's me. And mm-hmm. I couldn't even sit with that. So it's just one of those yeah. things when God has a special person already, you know, assigned to you. Um, for me, it's like, I just can't waste no time. I Let can't. me tell you something. Go ahead. Even when, even in not wanting to waste time, don't misunderstand the message because timing is on your side. Time is your friend. Uh, a lot of times... I know for me in the past, I used to rush into um, being exclusive with a person because they they checked all the boxes. Mm. But as time went on, it truly revealed their intent and their motives concerning me. And so don't be quick to rush into situations. Let that thing play out. I've learned now, you know, when people like, well, do you want to be, do you want to be exclusive? Do you want to do this? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Let's just wait. You know, let's just take our time. Let it be. I say this word all the time now. Let's let it, let it happen organically. Yeah. That's the (laughs) word. That's the word. (laughs) Because time is your friend. It will reveal the motives. And especially when it comes to spirituality, that's Mm. not something that you see right off. You know, everybody, if you, if you've been in a church for at least three months, you know how to shout right, talk right, sing right, praise right, quote the scripture right. Hey. But, but what you're looking for is consistency Mm. and that only comes with time. And so take your time and allow them to really show you who they really are, because even if even if they do desire to put a ring on it. I'm not saying yes to you because you're the only one asking. I'm going to say yes to you because you're the person that God has ordained for me to be with. And it takes time to really understand that. Some people know right off. They look at each other and say, I just knew. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll happen for me. I don't know. But until then, I'm going to let things just play out. And I'm just going to sit back. And, you know, I mean, let the best man... <laughs> Win. <laughs> Let the best man win. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, was, it was it was something that you said that really stuck out to me about time and how time will reveal a, Ooh, yes. a lot of things. And so, which is a good way for me to just go right into it because I know some of y'all thinking about it. How do you recognize a counterfeit versus a covenant? You know, because if we're not careful, we can Mm -hmm. easily fall for the counterfeit. I have easily fell, you know, for a counterfeit. Come on now. So I believe we are all in that boat. And I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, right now I don't have that energy or time to get hurt again, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And so can you give us some tips on how to decipher between the two? 
here's the biggest way to decipher between a counterfeit and covenant it's their fruit the bible says that you will know them by their fruit by what they produce so an apple tree is not going to produce oranges Mm. (laughs) an orange tree is not going to produce apples yeah and how you identify that is by the weight i know that it sounds crazy but the people that i found that were counterfeit in my life they talked a good talk they said all the right things Mm. they looked the part praise god they smelled you know smelled the part (laughs) (laughs) all of that yes but they produce rotten fruit. Oh, wow. And I remember there was um, the guy that I almost, I almost married him. I, I'm like, I almost married this guy. And I remember there were some things that he was talking about in terms of business. And he was saying that he was doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. And I found out that not only was he not doing the business, his credit was bad. I mean, it was just really, 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 it was in a good situation. So um, I didn't realize that he was just putting on a facade. Another thing that you do is you ask questions. Mm. With him, I rushed so far into it so quickly that I didn't stop to ask questions. And thankfully, I had sound counsel that said to me, did you ask this? Did you ask that? In his particular instance, he had told me that he was divorced and everybody has a past. And so I wasn't going to hold that against him. But I found out later on that he was not, in fact, divorced. He was still um, married. He was separated to this particular person. But he knew that if I knew that he was separated, that I would have never even entertained him. But I didn't ask the questions that I should have asked in the very beginning. But my, the person who was counseling me was like, okay, well, when did they get divorced? Did you see the divorce papers? Did you, this is an, I'm like, I didn't think that I would have to do. Yes, child, you got to do all of that. You Show me the divorce papers. The Where's investigations. The you got to do all of that. <laughs> Ask him about their kids. He was not. He was a deadbeat dad, and I didn't know that. You know, mm-hmm. that was another thing. As a, you know, I was a single mom, and so it. I would have never dated someone who wasn't integral enough to take care of their own children. So here you are out whining and dining me, buying me stuff, taking care of things for my car and different things like that. And you're not even taking care of your kids. And so these are all things you got to ask questions. You do. Stay in prayer. God told me he won't the one. He was not the one. He told me. And that's with us ladies. That's got to be the end of it. Period. If God says he's not the one, don't go, but... Don't do that because you're going to save yourself a lot of heartbreak. So I know I said a lot, but those were really the things that I that helped me to identify um, the difference between a counterfeit and covenant. You know, their character is going to be sure. And not only that, the people around them are going to speak to their character. That's With this good. particular guy, everybody and their mom was saying, you know, 
to me, they were saying, oh, yeah, congratulations. But behind my back, they were like, girl, he did this to the last mm. six, seven people. Nobody told me. Wow. But I didn't ask questions either. And so you got to ask questions, have sound counsel, watch their fruit, ask more questions, pray about it fast about it turn your plate down don't mm. let you gotta let your flesh die because it's a spiritual decision yes it's not a fleshly decision exactly being married being in covenant is spiritual so your flesh is going to always be an enemy to the things of god and so and if you are so drawn into what you feel it will get you in trouble you have to be sober-minded that is good like so good i'm just <laughs> thinking of like so many stories that happened i have like one story where i met this guy and he was in the military and he said that he was in special ops and i'm like oh, okay but like you said ask questions so i just start mm -hmm. digging and you know me like i'm i'm a low-key investigator and journalist and so I'm going, I'm going to ask those questions. That's what I do. And come to find out, I knew people in certain places, right? You know, people mm. think that, you know, they don't, they're, they're not known. But when God knows you and when you know people in certain places, oh, Listen. I made a few, few phone calls and come to find out he was not in those special ops, which I knew. And God showed me, like God wow. gave me dreams and different things, but he was lying he was playing this counterfeit role. And this was like years, years ago. I'm talking about when I, like 2010, 11, somewhere around that wow. time. But I was like, oh my gosh. But like you said, ask the questions. Mm -hmm. And is no question wrong. And the thing about it is the Holy Spirit will either give you a piece or there's a check. Some, some ain't right. Let me tell you something. Something ain't right. I'm going to tell you this quick story. I never forget. Um, remember, mind you, I said that I was um, this particular guy. I ended up getting pregnant by. Um, we were engaged to be married, and I just didn't want to be a single mom anymore. I just did not. I didn't want to do it twice. And the Lord said to me one day, He said, "Do you really want to know if He's meant to be with you?" And this is after. This is why I love wow. God because in the very beginning, God was like, "He ain't the one." But I still was struggling. I was so far into this thing that it's like, how do I get out of it? You know. And he was like, do you really want to know? And I said, yes. Mm -hmm. And he said, go on a three-day fast and don't answer the phone when he calls you. Now, you know when you're in a relationship, y'all talk a couple times a day, texting yep. back and forth. But I didn't. I didn't I didn't text him. I didn't call him. I didn't answer the phone when he did, which was very weird to me, but I did. So I, 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 was, I turned down my plate. It was fasting. I didn't talk to him. Third day, God says to me, toward the end of the day, he says, do you really want this to be do you really want to be with him like is he really the one that you really want and i said yes god he's the one that i really want so i call him he said call him so i call him and he goes i can't believe you and i'm like huh he's like i can't believe you would do this to me and i can't believe it and i'm like what is going on and he said well you ain't called me all this time and i said well i just called because god god told me to call you and i was on a three-day like trying to explain he was so mad he hung up the phone i, I called back and he's like um i can't believe you would do this to me and i never want to talk to you ever again and i'm like what what are you talking about he said 
you sent these emails out to um to everybody talking about our relationship and talking about the wow. people that I'm dating and I'm like that's not me. <laughs> and he was like um yeah this and that and the third and I said I didn't do any of that and so we hung up the phone this was on the on a friday night sunday he calls me he's like i'm so sorry i thought it was you this definitely wasn't you it's somebody that's been stalking me and so i'm like well what does the email say he's like well it was addressed to you and i said well, i don't get any emails i go to work on monday girl you can't make this stuff up and I received emails from some random person who said that they, what they did was they hacked into his email wow. account and sent emails like they were him. Wow. Addressed to me, but copied to everybody in his Rolodex. Whoa. And the emails were given explicit details about this relationship that he was having outside of our engagement. And giving detailed information about where he was, who he was with. But in a third person, like, he was talking about himself. And I say all that to say this. And it was embarrassing. I was pregnant. He said, I mean, he's well known in, in the church. So it was sent to a whole bunch of people in the church. And wow. it was it was embarrassing. But I was so thankful to God. He's like, you want your answer? You want the proof? Here's the proof. Exposure. Exposure. <laughs> exactly. That's that's and good. I tell people God don't play about me. And if there's something to be known, he gonna he show will it. reveal it to me. But mm -hmm. I was I was obedient and I did exactly what God told me to do. And so if somebody that's listening on here, God is giving you instructions. Do exactly what God tells you to do because you will find your answer. Come on. From whatever he says. Come on. That is good. Don't be faithful to the wrong person. That's what we Girl, you gonna make me wrong. <laughs> Don't be faithful to the wrong Don't person. Don't be baby. faithful to the wrong person. But I was. And we I do was. that. We do that a and lot. I knew better. Because we don't want to be alone. We don't want to be alone. Listen, you know, we have this idea, like, maybe I can change them. We, maybe I can. You can't change right, a man, You though. cannot. That I learned that. And that experience taught me so much. A couple things it taught me. One, you can't change a man. Only God can change the heart of a man. So if you want your man to change, you can't go to him. You got to go to God. Exactly. Pray to God and ask him to help him. But then, two, nobody has your back like God has your back. He truly moved heaven and earth to make sure that I didn't marry this man because he knew it wasn't the will for my life. That's good. He knew it. And and so you have to obey God in everything that he says mm -hmm. because I would have been miserable. Wow. I would have lived a life because I don't believe in divorce. I would have lived a life of misery just to prove to God that I could change him. And we, that we, yeah, we can change him. We have the power to, and that, let me, let me take your job, God. But it's just like, no. Right. <laughs> like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing, my child? This is good. Like, I, just speaking of that now, now that, you know, we've come to that revelation, you know, for like in, with regard to deciphering between a counterfeit and a covenant, um, how can you, cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself because 
what are the steps that you took to love yourself back again? You know, with all the hurt that you've experienced, um, things that you've been through, how did you love yourself back to life again? I had to be honest with myself. Mm, that's that's not always easy to do. Yes. We are so good at pointing out everyone else's flaws, but it's very hard to look in the mirror and say, I don't like the person that I am. I don't, I am not proud of the person that I've become and it takes work. Mm -hmm. And for me, I literally had to learn me all over again. And there were certain traumas uh, when I was growing up that I had never really dealt with. I remember I had went to on a date. I was like, maybe mm, I was in my twenties and it was the woman thou art loose by, um, TD Jakes, uh, the movie that he had, um, helped produce. And it was this certain scene and it was this tragedy that had happened and I won't go too far into it, but it took me back to my childhood and something that had happened to me that I never had really like processed mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that but we have to realize that if we don't address certain things from our past it will peak its head up until we address it that's good and God had to really help me process certain parts of my life things that have happened to me and here's what God said to me because I was at a state in my life where I was just like broken. I was just very bitter and just at a place where I just wanted to protect myself. But because of that, I had a huge wall up. Nobody could get into. It was like four knocks. When you looked at me, I looked back at you like, try me if you want to. You don't want no smoke. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> you don't want it. You don't want it with me. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so the Lord had to say, I remember one time I was in prayer and he said to me, he said, Shavonda, you have every right to feel how you feel. This person hurt you. This person disappointed you. And he went, like, went down the list of things that happened to me. He said, but you're hurting you if you don't let it go. Wow. That's good. And he said, you have all this love to give, all of this love to give, but you're so afraid of being hurt that you aren't allowing yourself to love freely. And he showed me in scripture, like, I never said that do this because they did this to you. I said, you know, you got to love your enemies. You have to bless mm -hmm. those who despitefully use you. Like he was giving me scripture upon, he said, but I tell you one thing. He said, if you trust me and you obey me, you will never feel that way again. And he said, if you do, it'll be because it's my will for your life. So in other words, I had to learn how to trust him in every relationship and every even at my job I mean I remember one time this I mean it was like when I said enemy they was trying to get me fired like it was just horrible I was like God like why is this happening yes. and she was like you know what your problem is 
And the Lord was like, shut up and don't say a word. Listen to her. <laughs> Come on. You don't know how to do this and you don't know how to do that. And you don't know. And I want, I'll never forget. I said, well, thank you for your feedback. I clocked out, went in my car and bawled because I was just like in such a like, I'm trying God. Like what else do you want from me? Mm -hmm. and, and he said, she's not wrong. You are like this. He said, and let me tell you why. It's because what this person is, because that person is. He said, wow. but do you see the impact that you're allowing it to have on yourself so much so that it's manifesting to how you relate it to other people? And he was like, he had to teach me how to love properly again. And he said, I'm going to teach you what it looks like. You may not understand how to be loved. And you're reflecting your inadequacies of not being loved on other people. But I'm going to show you how to do it the right way. Regardless of how they treat you, here's the character that I want you to have. And that's what he did. He allowed me to see, um, to see me and see every area, the bitterness, the sadness, the depression. The, and by one by one, I let it go. It didn't matter to me about the apology anymore. It didn't matter to me if somebody said that they were right or wrong. I be, it became an offering to God. Mm. Like, I'm going to do this because I love you and because you love me. And I and it I came back to life again. And, you know, key things you hear me saying a lot, I was in prayer. God gave me this scripture. It's constant communication with God. Constant um reciprocity back and forth to say, okay, God, this is how I'm feeling. Just being honest. You know my feelings. Anyway, I never forget one time I said to God, I said, I love you, God, but I can't have sex with you, and I'm ready to have sex. <laughs> but you got to keep it real. Unfiltered conversations. <laughs> have and, those conversations. And he didn't say anything to me in that moment, but it was maybe about, I want to say maybe about a month and a half later. It might have been less than that. I was in prayer and he just began to pour. I mean, like one of them, like what you probably experienced earlier today, like he just poured mm -hmm. in and this is where you're going to be. And this is what I'm going to do and give me this. And I'm healing you from that and this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, and I got up. And as I got up, God said to me, he said, I can't have sex with you, but where are you going to find intimacy like this? Wow. Drops the mic. <laughs> I'm sure I understand. Hey, hey okay, see. Siri Listen. understands. Look. <laughs> Intimacy with God mm. will save you in so many ways. Intimacy with God will, I mean, you can just walk out feeling like you can conquer the world. And, and so... I just began to just continue to be honest with him like that and just say, here's, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm doing. Or I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. If another person asks me for something else, I don't have it to give. Even with sore, I, I was fearful. Mm -hmm. I, what if the people don't show up? What Come if on. they don't, I don't get the support. What if I, and you just have to trust God enough to do it anyway. That's good. And, and so even in my, the smallest moments where I'm like, I feel so small, I feel so inadequate. I can go to God and he'll He'll give me what I need. He'll give me the strength or he'll be the courage that I don't have. 
And those are the things that, that I've done to just find my place at a place where I'm at now, where I feel full and whole and satisfied and happy and blessed because because of God and who he is to me and what he's done for me. But it's the relationship that's kept me. That's, it's that's the relationship good. that brought me back to life. My that's, relationship that's with God. Good. That's good. I, I love what about what I love about relationship is uh, when it comes to God and having a relationship with him, an intimate relationship, like you said, it's a reciprocal relationship. There's not a a take, 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 and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I give yes. this, okay, I'm giving this, yes. and it's just constant. You're yeah. constantly being poured into. So once you give up something, he's like, okay, I'm pouring this back mm-hmm. into you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for it. It's like he's just doing it, and that's Lacking what I love. Nothing. Exactly. That's what I love about, you know, having mm-hmm. a relationship with God. Um, it's never going to be a one-sided thing, which mm-hmm. is just amazing, but... um. My last question, kind of, I don't want to end this, but this has been really, really good, sis. Mm-hmm. I have a, a big sis question. And okay. um, how do you honor your boundaries? And the reason why I say that is because you know me. I hate hurting people's feelings. <laughs> I'm too nice, y'all, when it comes to things. I'm like, okay, no, thank you. Or no, I'm not interested. Born is no chance. But somehow it translates to them as okay I still got a chance um so mm. how do you say stranger danger okay or <laughs> how do you say <laughs> bruh it's a no for me like how do you your no means no when it comes to honoring your boundaries can you touch on that I know there's some females out there like yes we need to hear this yes yeah, so you just have to be honest I mean at the end of the day you can't care more about someone else's feelings than you do your own destiny. Mm -hmm. The enemy is constantly throwing stuff at us and just waiting for us to catch on, waiting us to catch hold, waiting us to say yes. And if something in us is saying, this is not the person for me, you have to take it as serious as this is life and death. Wow. Mm. because if it's not coming from God, it's coming from the enemy. Come on. And so the more you allow, this is how this particular relationship, my, um, my ex fiance, that's how it started. I didn't want to hurt his feelings because in the very beginning I was like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm great. As a matter of fact, at the time, um, the, the leader at our ministry was like, leave her alone. Mm. don't don't even mess with her right and after some time maybe about a year or so it passed and when he pursued me again I said well I thought such and such said for you to I was off limits or something like that so no he said it was good I talked to him well I found out later it was a lie Mm. but every every excuse that I gave he counteracted with something else and it was like well then it's not really a big deal maybe I'm overreacting all the things, the intuition that God has placed inside of us, we start to little by little, it'll deteriorate. Mm. And you find yourself like, well, I don't know what the big deal is. Almost questioning yourself, like, why am I giving them such a hard time? It's truly so important that we just stick to our guns and just say, listen, I'm not interested. And if they continue to be persistent, 
I'm not saying being nice, nasty, but I am saying be direct and just say, listen, I have absolutely no interest in you. I will never have an interest in you. I don't see you like that. And if they're not, if they don't get it, just block them. I mean, it's just, it's so many people that I've blocked at this point in my life. And I might see them on the street and be like, hey, and keep it moving. He know I blocked him. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you have to be very serious about the call and the destiny that's on your life. You know, the, the, my ex, the one that like broke me into a thousand pieces that ended up being engaged to be married to someone else. I remember um, after the relationship had ended, I was had just gotten started going to church and there was a man of God that came to the church and he pulled me up and he said to me, he said, um, he said, that relationship that you were just in was sent to destroy you. Wow. And in my mind, I'm like, sent to destroy me, but he loved me. He just made, like, I'm just stupid in my own, like, mind. But as I matured in, in in my relationship with God, I began to understand. And that's the way you have to see it. Mm. If it's not designed and sent by God, it's sent to destroy you. You can't keep certain doors open. You can't entertain them. You can't text them. You can't let them call you, have lunch with them. It's not worth it. It's It's about your destiny. So I would just say that, you know, let it go, you know, and don't entertain the conversation. It's, I mean, everybody likes to be like, everybody likes it. I love attention chat. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yes. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. But if it's, uh, if the motives aren't pure, then at some point somebody's going to get it. Don't yeah. let it be you. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I hope y'all listening, taking some notes right now. Um, but this is some really, really good gems. Uh, before we go, I want you to just tell us about any type of products, any type of services, courses, you know, that you offer. Like, how can we plug into Shavonda Dixon and all things about her and what she's doing? Um, and also, how can the audience stay connected with you? Okay, so I am Shavonda Dixon on Facebook and Instagram. So um, for my personal pages and for my fan page on Facebook, I have a fan page as well. You can just pull up Shavonda Dixon. You'll see me there. I also started um, a clothing line called Jesus Groupie Clothing that I'm super duper proud of. (laughs) Um, You know, when I first got into the body of Christ, I mean, I would see people in like suits and hats. And I'm like, that's just not me. I love to be... You know, I love to be a woman. I love the flowy dresses, but I want a bodycon dress every once in a while, too. So um, Jesus Groupie Clothing is really made for the everyday woman. You know, mm-hmm. you can go out on the town or um, have, go to cocktail hour or um, you can switch it up and, and go to church, go to a conference. OK, so you can reach me um, there at Jesus Groupie Clothing on Instagram and Facebook. Also, website is www dot the jg shop.com uh www.thejgshop.com i also do one-on-one uh, life coaching sessions something i'm super proud about um and you can uh look me up on instagram and facebook on my personal page to get more information about that and then last but not least uh we do have singles on a rise um summit coming up i will the the date is forthcoming i'm still working on it but i plan for it to be big y'all oh Um, yeah so uh towards the end of the year so stay tuned for that we're gonna have a small intimate setting for um for valentine's day me and a couple of 
the singles are going to go out for dinner. So if you're interested in that, feel free to inbox me as well. We'd love for you to come and be a part. So that's that that's me. Awesome. Awesome. Can we just like love on our sister? She is doing some great things. Thank you so much for your transparency, um, your heart on today. Um, do you have any final words? Just anything that you want to leave with us? A quote? Just something for us to take away um, that we can always go back to. So I'll leave it right there. I will just say, um, just going back to our topic for today, you know, being single is not a curse. Being single is a beautiful thing. Um, one of the scriptures that I go to often is First uh, Corinthians seven thirty two, and it says, um, "He that is unmarried care for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord." And as you focus on your singleness and how you may please God, he will begin to show you so many things that you never thought imaginable. And don't devalue yourself by pursuing something else outside the will of God for your life. Embrace your singleness. Embrace who God has called you to be. And live your best life now. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it from the one and only Ms. Shavonda Dixon. Thank you so much again, sis. Look, y'all, that's all we got time for. That's our time for the day, family. Um, thank you so much for just tuning in uh, to this episode and just for hearing our hearts. Uh, Shavonda, like I said, it was a pleasure and a joy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. We got to get you back again. So yes. on that note, family, I love y'all. You know how we do it here. There's always a better side to life. You just have to flip it. Take care, y'all.